We are in Yavamos, Lamed Beis, Ahmed Aleph, 32A1, in the Art School of Gemara. We are up to a new Mishnah. Uh, this is a new Mishnah, uh, which discusses a different situation of Yibam. Uh, but as we go on in the Gemara, we will be discussing a broader topic, um, an interesting topic of Isser Chal al Isser, uh, which we will explain in detail as we go through the Gemara. So it says the mission as follows. So we have a case. We're going. We're back to the brothers marrying sisters case. So we have two brothers who marry two sisters. Simple case of two brothers marrying two sisters. Reuven and Shimon are married to Rachel and Leah. Reuven is married to Rachel. Shimon is married uh, to Leah. And then one of the brothers dies. So let's say Reuven dies without any children. And so essentially this is a case where there's an exemption from Yibam uh, because it is uh, your, bro- your sister-in-law, meaning your brother's wife, but it's also your other sister-in-law, your wife's uh, sister, which is an exemption from Yibam or Chalitza. She should be able to go marry whoever she wants. But what happens afterwards, but then Shimon's wife, um, i.e. Leah, Shimon was married to Leah, so Shimon's wife Leah passes away. So now there is no longer a prohibition for Shimon to marry Rachel, to marry Ruvain's wife, Rachel. But nevertheless, But still, nevertheless, since uh, at the point of death of Ruvain, Ruvain's wife, Rachel, was uh, forbidden to Shimon, and we said that she's allowed to marry whoever she wants, as a result of that, so then... We no longer have the opportunity, it can never come back, a principle called Ne'esra, that once she was forbidden at the beginning, so then she's always going to be forbidden. She'll always, it will all be, always be Asr. And so this is a concept that we also had a few weeks ago in a similar case, in a slightly similar case, as, as the Gemara uh, will discuss in its opening line. But that case that we had earlier was a case of three brothers, not two brothers, but three brothers. Two of those brothers are married to two sisters. So it's essentially the same case, except that there's an additional brother in the picture. And so then, let's, let's say we have Reuven, Shimon, and Levi. Reuven's married to Rachel. Shimon's married to Leah. And Reuven dies without any children. So certainly Rachel can't do Yibam with Shimon, because it's Shimon's wife's sister. Uh, but she could do Yibam with, with Levi. And so she does do Yibam with Levi. That was the case that we had earlier. She does Yibam with Levi. And then Shimon's wife, uh, Leah passes away, and then Levi passes away without any children. So essentially, Rachel now falls to Shimon um, it, for a second time. First time was as Reuven's wife, and the second time is as Levi's wife. And even in that case, we'll, we will still say uh, that there's no uh, there's no op- option for Yibam, because once she became forbidden to Ru- Shimon uh, when she was Reuven's wife, so she always, forever, remains forbidden to Shimon um, uh, as a result of that, based on this principle of Nesra. And that case happens to be even um, a bigger chiddish. It's a, it's, a, it's a more novel idea to say that it's forbidden, because in that case, at least when she fell from Reuven, when Reuven passed away, she at least had a connection to one of the brothers. It wasn't like she was totally exempt. She could just go ahead and marry whoever she wants from, this, from outside this family. Um, no, she had, she had this Zika, she had a certain connection to Levi at least. So you might not have said the principle of Nasra, which is what the Gemara is going to ask. What is our Mishnah really adding? The Gemara has the opening line, Pshita, what is our Mishnah really adding in the case of two brothers and two sisters? Our Mishnah 
but we already had this other case of three brothers. When in that case, when Reuven passed away and Rachel uh, had the opportunity and did do Yibam with Levi and didn't uh, wasn't allowed to just marry whoever she wants, but we still applied the principle of Nazra to say she remains forbidden to Shimon always, even if Shimon's wife passes away. But then Hacha in our Mishnah, so then certainly the Kamitchim Yehai Beis Alagamri. In our case, where there's only two brothers and two sisters, Reuven passes away. So then Reuven's wife Rachel, she she's totally exempt from even Merchalitza from everybody. There's only one other brother, the Shimon, um, and she's allowed to marry whoever she wants outside of Shimon. Uh, so so certainly it makes sense. Low culture gain. It's, it should be obvious. Then our Mishnah should be obvious to say that there's a concept of Nasra. If in the previous Mishnah that we've discussed, um, which discusses a case where she has the opportunity to do Yibam to the third brother, and we still apply the principle of Nasra that she's forbidden always to Shimon, so then certainly in our case as well. So why do we have our Mishnah? Our Mishnah seems to be extra. That's the question of the Gemara. The Gemara is going to answer, it's true, our Mishnah is extra. And it's going to give an answer that we've also had in the past, over the last couple of weeks. The Gemara says, Tanaha, Tanah, The truth is that our Mishnah was mentioned first. Our Mishnah of two brothers and two sisters was mentioned first. Um, sorry. Uh, yeah, that, they, they taught our Mishnah first. And with regards to the, to the other Mishnah, the Mishnah that we had earlier, um, that case of the three brothers and two of the brothers are married to two sisters, we originally thought that actually we do not apply the principle of Nasra. Really, we should not apply the principle of Nasra because she was permissible to Levi. So it's not like she was forbidden. Uh, she was exempt from Yibam and Chalitza from the very beginning. No, she, she still had a connection to Levi. So maybe in that, in the, we thought that maybe she should be permissible in that case. To, to Shimon, when Levi passes away, she should be permissible to Shimon. But we then changed our, they changed, they, they reconsidered this, and they said, you know what, even that case is a case of Nasra. At the end of the day, anytime she falls to Yibam and she is related to Shimon, so even if Shimon's wife passes away and, and they're no longer related in that direction, still there's always going to be an exemption. She's always viewed as as, as an erva, as exempt from Yibam or Chalitza to Shimon, even if Levi is there. And so we changed our mind and we said, even in that case, there's a concept called Nasra that she's always forbidden. So now that we changed it, so instead of mentioning it after our current Mishnah, because it should go in order of what is a less novel idea and then a more novel idea, that's what uh, we might have thought to say, but no, we didn't do that. Why didn't we do that? Because it's Chaviv, the concept of a novel halacha is Chaviv, it is dear to us. So this is an idea that we've also had over the last couple of weeks, that the, the concept that it's a novel idea is dear to us, and therefore we will mention it first. Even though our current mission of two brothers and two sisters was already mentioned, we want to mention this first, and so therefore we'll, we'll make it first, even though our mission now is unnecessary. It's, uh, it's extra, it's unnecessary. So Mishnah, but still, we don't move the Mishnah from where it is. We'll leave the Mishnah exactly, uh, we'll keep the Mishnah exactly where it is, even though it seems to be extra, and it is extra. Now that we have the first Mishnah of the Three Brothers case, this case is extra, but still, we'll leave it exactly where it is. Again, we've had such a concept in the past that we want to first mention the Mishnah, which is more dear to us, because it's a, it's a novel halacha, which is also an important point, that something which is 
a chiddush, something which is an interesting new approach, is more dear to us. If, uh, if, if it's correct, so then it's, then it's more dear to us. That is what the Gemara says with regards to the comparison between these two different Mishnayos, the case of three brothers, where two of the brothers are married to two sisters, versus our case in our Mishnah of two brothers, just two brothers who are married to two sisters, and there is no third brother. The Gemara now is going to discuss a new topic. Uh, it is somewhat related to the Mishnah, but it's really a new topic. Um, and, it, and it really relates to a concept called Isr Chal Al Isr. Uh, there's a machlokas, there's a dispute whether or not we say uh, when there is, let's say, uh, two potential problems uh, for a person to do uh, one act. Uh, so then do we say that a person violates both of those Isurim, both of those prohibitions, or just one of them? And so let's just give an example to make it clear. The Gemara will discuss this example uh, later on. Uh, but uh, let's say the example is that a, a person has uh, relations with his mother-in-law. So that's a prohibition. There's a prohibition to have relations with your mother-in-law. However, your mother-in-law is also married to her husband. And so there's a violation of two different prohibitions in one act. And that one act of having sexual relations one violates the prohibition of, of having relations with their mother-in-law and having relations with a married woman. You're not allowed to have relations with a married woman. Um, so the question is, uh, do we say that he has violated two prohibitions or do we say that no, he only violates the first one? Meaning, let's say uh, she was already married before she became the person's mother-in-law. So then with the, the relationship that they have from a halachic perspective is really one of the fact that she's, a, she's married. Uh, not the, not the, and since that was the first one, so not the fact that she's, she's the person's mother-in-law, but just the fact that she was married because that was first. And we apply the principle called Ein Isr Chalal Isr, that the second Isr, the second type of relationship, which is a prohibition, doesn't exist because there was already a previous prohibition. So once there's already one prohibition, we're not going to add another one. Or do we say that, no, Isra Chal Isra, that there's really, she's viewed as both married and the mother-in-law, and so therefore there is a prohibition. Uh, there's two, you violate two prohibitions in that one act of having relations with the, the mother-in-law. So that is that is a machlokas, that is a dispute as to whether or not we have a principle called Isra Chal Isra or Ein Isra Chal Isra. Is it viewed as two prohibitions or is it viewed as one? And we will address this uh, topic as we go through the Gemara, the entire Gemara, uh, for this page, for this daf, we'll be discussing, for the rest of this Gemara, we'll be discussing the concept of Isr Chal Isr. How does this relate to our case, uh, or our Mishnah? So the case is as follows. We have a case, the Brisa that the Gemara is about to present is a case of, of two brothers married to two sisters. However, it is not exactly the case of our Mishnah where uh, one of the sisters pass away. That's not what we're discussing. We're just discussing a case of two brothers who are married to two sisters, and one brother passes away. So let's say Reuven and Shimon are married to Rachel and Leah, two brothers married to two sisters. Reuven passes away. Um, and so then, there, Shimon, the cases where Shimon then, even though there's a prohibition to do Yibam in that case, everyone agrees that there's a prohibition to do Yibam because it's your sister-in-law as in your husband's wife, but it's also your wife's sister. So there's certainly a prohibition to do Yibam. But what happens if he goes ahead and he does Yibam? What happens if Shimon does Yibam with Rachel? He has Bia. He has relations with Rachel. What violation has he violated? What prohibition has he violated? So the Gemara says as follows. Taner It's taught in a Brisa. 
Ba'aleha. Let's say Shimon uh, has relations with Reuven's wife. Reuven passed away with Rachel. So Rabbi says that he violated both prohibitions of Eishas Ach, of, of having relations with his brother's wife, which is a prohibition which exists even after uh, the brother passes away, and Achosisha, and of his wife's sister. He violates both. That's what Rabbi says. And the Gemara will comment uh, in the next recording the fact that Rabbi seems to be of the opinion of Isra Chalal Isra, that even though one relationship existed first, uh, depending on who got married first, uh, his Shimon's relationship with Rachel was one type of relationship, and then a new type of relationship, a new type of a pro- prohibition exists uh, after the second marriage. Uh, still, and Rabiosi holds that both uh, continue to apply; that there's both prohibitions. Rabbi Shimon says, Rabbi Shimon Omer, Rabbi Shimon says that no. There's only one violation of the fact that she is your brother's wife. The Gemara then says, and we'll, we'll explain to Rabbi Shimon after we quote this next statement to Rabbi Shimon. The Gemara says, what do you mean? Rabbi Shimon says otherwise. Vatanya, but it's not in a different phrase. Rabbi Shimon says that the violation in that case, again, the case is two brothers married to two sisters, one brother passes away, Ruvain passes away, for Shimon to have relations with Rachel is not allowed. And Rabbi Shimon first said that the violation is marrying your brother, having relations with your brother's wife. A second statement of Rabbi Shimon says that the violation is the fact that you had relations with your wife's sister. So which one is it? Is it the fact that you violated having relations with your brother's wife or your wife's sister? Because both are true. So what's, how do you explain this? So the Gemara answers as follows. Lo kasha, it's not, a, it's not, a, not, not difficult uh, to answer this question. Kan the answer is as follows. Rabbi Shimon holds ein Rabbi Shimon holds that once there's one type of relationship between the two people and there's a prohibition within that relationship, so then there cannot exist a new type later on of a new type of a, a prohibitive relationship. Meaning as follows. It depends who got married first. If, let's say, uh, Shimon got married first. So Shimon married Leah. So at that point in time, he's usher, he's prohibited to Rachel because it's his wife's sister. And only afterwards did Shimon's brother, Ruvain, marry Rachel. So only afterwards did it become a prohibition of his brother's wife. So we say, in Israel, so the first relationship is one of your wife's sister. That's the prohibition. As opposed to the prohibition being of your brother's wife, that does not, uh, that does not exist. The prohibition of your brother's wife does not exist because... That was second. If, however, it's the opposite order, let's say Shimon's brother, Ruvain, marries Rachel first. So now Shimon is, pro- is has a prohibition to have relations with Rachel because it's his brother's wife. And then afterwards, Shimon marries Leah. Uh, so we say the fact that it's Shimon's wife's sister is Rachel, that doesn't make a difference because since the first relationship which created a prohibition was one of the brother's wife, so then the fact that it's his wife's sister doesn't play a role. It's not a added prohibition. And that is uh, that is what the Gemara says. So really, to answer the question of how to explain this contradiction with Rabbi Shimon, Rabbi Shimon first says that it's the brother's wife, 
And then he says it's the, sis- the wife's sister. Which one is it? It really depends on the case. Whichever one happened first, whichever marriage took place first, so then that would be the prohibition as opposed to it taking place uh, second. Uh, the second one will not be the prohibition. So just to review, in this case, and then we'll conclude, uh, in this case where Shimon has relations with Ruvain's wife after Ruvain passed away, um, or even when Ruvain is still alive, but we'll see that the rest of the Gemara is in the case where Ruvain passes away. Uh, so the uh, the probe, there's a machlokas, there's a dispute, has one violated two prohibitions? That's the opinion of Rabiosi, because he's of the opinion, Isser, Chalal, Isser. They could, his relationship with uh, Rachel could be viewed as two different types of prohibitive relationships. Or, according to Rabbi Shimon, there's only one prohibitive relationship, and only that only that one is what is uh, forbidden, and there's only one violation, because the other one happened later in history, and... Uh, chronologically, and that does not exist. Once there's only one prohibition, so only that prohibition um, is what is the reason for the prohibition and not the second one. The Gemara will continue uh, with the analysis of Rabbi Shimon and of Rabbi Yossi in the next recording.